Hey there, friend. Welcome to Online Courses Made Easy. I'm your host, Robin Kent, and I am thrilled you are here with me. Do you find yourself with a head full of course ideas and content only to feel overwhelmed when it's time to transform that knowledge into a profitable online course, navigate the course technology, and craft a clear launch strategy? No worries, because this podcast is designed just for you. I'll guide you in mastering the art of organizing and delivering your course content for student success, creating launch strategies that draw in your dream students, and setting up systems that make learning a breeze. So go grab your favorite cup of coffee and let's dive in and simplify the world of online courses. Hey friend, okay, I have to ask you, do you know if your email community is being nurtured? And do you know if you are writing the right kind of emails? Do you know if you have the right people on your email list? These are all excellent questions to ask yourself as a business owner, as a course creator, is trying to figure out if what you're doing in your email community, wherever it is, I love ConvertKit, it is my favorite, but wherever it is, you have to pull data and understand if what you're doing is making a difference. So what I want to talk to you today about are three different metrics, three different email metrics for you to use to figure out if you are talking to your people, if you have the right people on your email list, and are you nurturing them? Are you creating a connection so that when it does come time to sale and when it does come time to you know, invite them to be a client or a student in your business, then it is so much easier to know what direction you're going and how to get there. Okay, so let me tell you the very first metric, and you may have heard this before, but I want to make sure you hear it again and you understand how to figure it out, okay? Is your email open rate? Email open rate. If if this is brand new to you, let me explain to you what this is. Email open rate. So say that you have 100 people on your email list and you're sending out your weekly email to your email list and you have this open rate. So out of the 100 people that you sent the email out to, then there's a percentage of those that actually open it. So, you know, of course, this could be affected by one, if you have the right people on your email list, two, your actual subject line for what you have there um, to get their attention, to help them understand, hey, (laughs) I know I'm over here in your email, you know, inbox, and you might have a full list, but you're really going to want to check this email out because of this is the value that I'm going to give you. So, you know, there's different 
strategies of getting them to open it. The way to see if your open rate is meeting industry standards, one of the conversions, this are the conversion to actually follow is say that you have that hundred. I'm picking a hundred. You might have 10, you might have 10,000 on your email list. Okay. But if you have a hundred and at least 20 people actually open your email, so that's the chance to even, you know, learn about you, read about, what content you have in there. If you have at least 20 of those hundreds, so 20%, your email open rate is at least 20%, then you are in industry standards. Okay. You want to shoot for 20 to 40% of your people who are on your email list are going to actually open your email. So if you are hitting numbers like that, 20 to 40%, then you are doing a fantastic job of bringing the right people into your email list and your subject lines. So what if you are not getting to that 20 or 40%, all right? Some of the things are to actually do some research on what are some great subject lines? What are some things that are truthful and honest, but catching so that your ideal client will be eager enough to want to open your email list? Also, you know, adding emojis makes you and helps you get, you know, set apart uh, in the whole email list world of standing out and grabbing people's attention. So you could definitely use that if that is your style. And another thing is you can find what is the best time to send your emails. You know, there's different research shows of certain days that you can send your emails on. Tuesday through Thursday tend to be some of the best email open rates, but sometimes you might send them early in the morning or you might send them in the evening. You have to figure out what time of day and what day is best for people to open it. Of course, it's not like it's social media and it disappears or anything like that after a while, but you just have no idea how cluttered maybe someone's email is. Um, and two, for them to look forward to your email as they become what I like to call a lifer. <laughs> a lifer is someone who has been with you, helping you build your business. They believe on, believe in you. They, you know, tell their friends about you. They're the lifer. They're sticking with you. <laughs> you have, you know, cling, they have cling to you. And one other way, if you are not hitting that 20 to 40% is make sure your email is mobile friendly. What does that mean? Make sure that it looks nice on a mobile friendly device because the majority of your people are going to be opening emails on their phone and you want it to be easy to read, easy to flow, not all compressed in so many words that people don't pay attention and they don't read through it. So there's a whole, you know, thinking pattern of how to lay that out. And I actually work with my clients on that of like how to lay your email out because majority of us scan emails or scan social media or whatever it is. We don't actually read it. So how to actually format that. Okay. So that are, those are some ways to make sure to help your open rate become even bigger and closer to that 20 to 40%. Okay. 
Metric number two that I want to talk about is your click-through rate. What is a click-through rate? Okay, so you've gotten them to open your email. They're in your email. They're reading the content. They are engaged and involved in that. But you want to take them to the next level of engagement. You want to, first of all, make sure you have a call to action in your email call to action, meaning something for them to click on, whether it is taking them to your podcast episode, taking them to your blog, or purchasing an item, or signing up for a freebie. You want some type of call to action that they are clicking on, or maybe it's come join me over on my Instagram channel. Come hang out with me over there. I'm over there every day. There is a call to action and there is something that you want them to click through to actually go to. All right. And it's best practices that you actually have only one call to action on an email. Does that mean only one link to click on? Nope. That means one direction that you're wanting to take them. So if you're talking about your podcast, then you can have it on there two, three, four different times, but you want to make sure that it's the same call to action throughout your email. And also to improve your click-through rate, this is how you calculate it. All right, so we're going to go back to you have 100 subscribers on your email list, all right? And let's say 50 of them opened your email, all right? 50 of them opened your email, but out of those 50, you had five that actually clicked on that, on those links in your email. You are going to divide the number of clicks by the number of opened emails. Let me repeat that again. Divide the number of clicks based on the number of opened emails. It's not based on the number of emails that you sent out, but it's based on the number of people who opened it. It's probably best to go and check this number. I would say around 48 hours afterwards, maybe 72 hours afterwards, because you want to give them time to actually get to your email, open it, and then, you know, determine and decide if they're going to click through it. But the ideal conversion percentage for a click-through rate, you want to aim for 2 to 4%. 2 to 4% of the people who opened the email, that's your goal if you want them to click on whatever call to action you have in that email. Okay, you can create a sense of urgency on the copy. You know, you in your email, you can create a sense of urgency of, hey, come join us over in the Facebook group because we have this going on this week, or this sale is for 48 hours, or maybe even a sense of urgency for a free opt-in is that, you know, if you come and grab it now, I have a bonus that goes along with this free opt-in that's going to be a pay product in the future. So creating some sense of urgency does help with that click-through rate. And the last metric that I want to discuss with you is unsubscribe rate. I was in someone's Facebook group the other day and they were like saying, 
Well, I, my heart is broken because I have people unsubscribing from my email list almost as, as quick as they come into my email list, they are leaving. I totally get it. I had those feelings of overwhelm, like I'm doing something wrong and, you know, and all of these things. And so, but unsubscribe rate. Okay. First of all, if they are unsubscribing, just tell yourself, these are not your people. These are not your people. They are not ready for what you have to offer. It's always a amazing time to stop and to, you know, make sure you're clarifying your message so that you're pulling in the right people, that you're delivering value, that it's not just about selling, that you're actually creating a connection, creating a uh, relationship with these people. You know, those are all so, so, so important, but do not get brokenhearted if they are sitting there and unsubscribing. Okay. So I want to make sure to cover that first. Okay. So how do you figure out your unsubscribe number? Most of the time, in most of the email platforms that I've worked in, they will give you how many people have unsubscribed from an individual email. Okay. You're going to get different data and different stats of like, you know, how many people opened, how many people clicked, um, and then also people who unsubscribed from that particular email. So this is how you're going to identify if you're falling in the normal range of unsubscribes. Okay. You're going to identify, you're going to find that number that's unsubscribed from a specific email. All right. Take and divide this number by the total number of delivered emails. Now, this is based on how many people it was delivered to. Some of the other metrics that we talked about in here are talking about how many people open. But divide this number by the total number of delivered emails. Then you multiply it by 100 to get the percentage. All right, I'm going to repeat that again. Identify the number of unsubscribes from a specific email. You're going to get that from your actual email subscriber platform that you're using. Then you're going to divide this number by the total number of delivered emails. Then lastly, multiply it by 100 to get the percentage. A typical unsubscribe rate is below 0.5%. So not 5%, but 0.5%. So if you have a thousand people on your email list and you have 20 people who unsubscribe, that's going to look so totally different than if you have 100 people in your email and you have 20 people who have unsubscribed. So you want to compare apples to apples and not apples to oranges, okay? (laughs) So that is, that is, you know, the, one of the industry standards, best ways to measure that metrics of those things. But if for some reason your unsubscribed is higher than that, then again, you go back to figuring out how do I have the wrong people on my email list? Is it my messaging that I need to clear up? Is it, you know, how often I am emailing them? Is it what content is in my actual email? Is it 
is the email hard to read? Like it is, is it cluttered? Is it too much information? Is it too long? Is it not giving them value? So those are the different things that you can look at to see if or why that unsubscribe rate might be higher than that percentage that we're shooting for. So, okay. I know this is one of those podcasts you're going to probably want to click and save on your list so that you can come back and listen to again. (laughs) I know that's how it is with me for, you know, data, or you're going to want to go and, you know, Make sure you write it down while it's fresh in your mind so that you can actually remember these percentages. But data is everything. If you don't understand your data in your business, then how can you make it grow? Okay. It is you running your business is so much more than just the number of subscribers on your list. It is so many of these other things of if you are actually building a healthy email community and the hours and the brain space that you're spending in writing those emails, are they making a difference? Are they making impact? So use these numbers to help you figure that out. Okay. If you have any questions, make sure come on over into our Facebook group, Online Courses Made Easy. And over there in the group, we talk about things like this all the different times about, you know, uh, email strategy. How often are you emailing people? Because it's not just when you're ready to launch your course that you need to be writing emails. You have to build that know, like, and trust factor with that ideal client. And what is an email marketing is one of the best ways, if not top ways, it is the top one of the top ways to actually do exactly that. So, all right. I'm so thankful that you were here, that you hung out with me today and stay tuned because I have a Friday episode coming out. And if you have not caught my new BFFs that come out on Fridays, it's Business Forward Friday. Make sure to take a listen to those. I try to keep them short and simple, but very meaningful and impactful to just help you move forward in your business with your mind, body, and your faith. So I look forward to seeing you over there and seeing you over in the Facebook group. All right. Have a great day, my friend. Hey friend, thanks so much for listening to the online courses made easy podcast today. I sure hope it helped get your wheels turning and believing that you too can create a profitable online course. If you ever have any questions or want to dig deeper into navigating your course creation journey, then make sure to come join me and other course creators over in the community on Facebook where we are all on the same journey of building that online course to grow our business and have more time freedom with our families. Go to robinkent.com forward slash community so that you can build, launch, and deliver the online course you can't stop thinking about. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Have a great week.